Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy, joined by Steve Walsh. Hello. And a very special guest returns, Louis Peckham. Evening. We're going to be talking about the area, Louis, that bears your name. Peckham. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just do a quick dedication, Steve? Absolutely. Really, I'd like to dedicate the show to two people, actually. Well, I don't agree to that, no. (laughs) I'm already here. Free the free. <laughs> Firstly, the person who, whoever it was who bought eight South London Hardcore t shirts. What? I do have a fear that they're looking to move them on, though, and uh, increase price because they're such good value at £12 from com. I believe there's free posting back at the moment from uh, Spreadshirt as well. Is that true? I don't know. Oh, someone said it on Twitter, so I assume it's the case. Eight from one person? Yeah, they bought, bought four black ones with a white SLHC cross and yeah. four white ones. And could you imagine that family? All sitting there listening oh. to the podcast, all in their shirts. Yeah, they're like, it's Monday, a new one's gone up. Get up and get changed, kids. <laughs> Possibly, man. I would also like to share your thanks, and that is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, but I think they must be moving it on, man. And they're like, let's sell these at an increased price. Who wouldn't want an SLHC t shirt, Saffron and Hardcore? Yeah, get them from our website. Yeah, we'll be undercutting them, obviously, if they're selling them for a premium. Also, Steve, I think we do need to do a shout out for Sandra L. Hessler Cox, absolutely. We? Absolutely. Her right. second mention in the history of the show. No, I think third one, at least. Is it? Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we were quite, we were quite sort of yeah, leading. Yeah, lo- long-time listeners will remember uh, that we wanted at SLHC as our Twitter I saw handle. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She finally gave it up. Yeah. It was, it well, was, I think she finally just logged on and realised that we wanted it. I don't think it was her playing hardball or anything. I think she just wasn't online. Then got online and saw the message from us and went, and then report, yeah, you can definitely have this. I then reported you for spam. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a whole year of at SLHC podcast. We're now at SLHC. If you want to thank Sandra personally, like obviously I won't give out her Facebook address. I did send Facebook messages to her and her family and stuff. Email. Just uh, definitely email. Email on Facebook though. <laughs> it was yeah. yeah. This is a love of Sandra L. Heslacock. No, you can see from the picture, man. Um, but yeah, at SLHC free. If you want to tweet her and say thanks, and so don't tweet us at SLHC podcast anymore. SLHC podcast. Steve's Twitter is at Vince Wales. Mine is at Jack McEnroy, also at Yids. And Louis is now... Bonesaw Junior. You're not the only one with a uh, Twitter change, isn't it? You've got to change it. <laughs> keep it keep fresh, fresh, isn't it? Fresh, isn't it? Yeah, I was a bit... My only concern when we got with the new sort of Twitter handle was, I was like, do we lose everyone? Does everything go? But it seemed pretty this is why you're I mean, not in charge of the technical No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, what you know happens? You're not allowed to put then, the microphone in. <laughs> well, listen, I, I was sort of like, I wonder what happens. Then I looked again, it had been changed. And I was like, Jack sorted that. It's fine. So we've talked about Peckham before, obviously. Uh, when we had Tabo on, he talked about the North Peckham estate. Yeah, I didn't listen to that one. I oh, should tune in. No, really. I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, shout outs for the Peckham Plex as well. Because, yeah, uh, which is also my wrestling finishing move. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, say episode one, we talked about Desmond's Only Pools and Horses. Of course. And also Jim Davidson, who uh, is in the news at the back moment. Back in news. Uh, he's, back, he's in the Celebrity Big Brother house. I'm assuming that's what all the, the buzz ha- is over. Hashtag allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to give us the history of Peckham now, Steve? The River Peck. Yeah, well, I, well, that was the thing. Going into this, I was like, I had no idea what, where the name Peckham came from. And I guessed it was something to do with like farming or trade. You know, you get like a peck of hay. You know, oh, like a hen, isn't it? Like a <laughs> well, a peck's like a measurement. So I thought it might have been like a market town, and it was like the hamlet where you got your pecks from. But it's not. Uh, the peck, as you say, was a river that ran through the area. It's enclosed now. So when you say it's enclosed, what the it's what been the... covered over? Oh, like the like Ephra. Yeah, yeah. 
Ephra the fleet. So most, what do you, most do, you do? You just chuck a load of dirt in it and it's no longer a river? You just build over it, don't you? It's still there as a river. It's just covered over, isn't it? You just sort is of like, it? Yeah. You, yeah, you don't stop a river. How deep is it? I have no idea on the dimensions. But it's like, like the fleet uh, is a huge river. Yeah. Where's that? It, it runs uh, Fleet Street. Oh, That's, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, basically, uh, traditionally in London, you had the Thames running across and you had tributaries like the fleet and the fact that it would run into the Thames. But the fleet was, was a massive one. The, but the problem with the fleet was that essentially because of its location and the sort of intensive uh, population around it, it ended up just being a toilet. Literally um, a toilet. So they just, yeah, exactly. And it's the thing is, it's like, you know, with Greg's on the Wharf Road, yeah? There were two Greg's like four doors away from each other. I remember that. Until like about a year ago. And like you don't need two Greggs on the on Wolf Road. Yeah. You don't need two rivers in the middle of London. And also, you know, the Thames. The Thames. Too much Tesco. There's a new one coming on Newcote Road. For real? Yeah, man. Taking over. I mean, we've seen. You know, the Thames at one point was the Great Stink. You know, that got so overwhelmed with waste from all of London that it just became horrible. See, if you imagine a smaller version of that river, but with similar levels of population around it, it would have just been an open sewer. So you just cover it up and uh, build over. Pretend it's not there. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Peckham as all of Britain. Louis or the area? <laughs> Both. Uh, belonged to the crown uh, at one point, as all land essentially does. Um, Henry I gifted uh, Peckham to his son, Robert, Earl of Gloucester. Mate, what a gift. Oh, like Gloucester Grove Estate, where Tavo grew up? Quite possible. Yeah, I guess it would be, yeah. yeah. Links, uh, I'm making these links. Um, but it's quite interesting because then Robert goes on to marry the heiress of uh, Camberwell. So essentially, these two neighbouring areas uh, are brought together. Up, yeah, yeah. Just a quick word on the Gloucester Estate, Louis. You didn't hear the episode yet. You will. I will. But Tabo was talking about how uh, they used to clean out their garden. They had a garden. Yeah, they lived in the ground floor of the estate, so they had a garden, and it used to just fill up with stuff. We used to chuck bottles and stuff out the window. So every summer, like the beginning, they'd like him and his brother would like hack down like you know the weeds or whatever, mm. and chuck chuck out the junk. And like his, his brother was doing it one year, and he banged on the window and lifted up a dead cat. <laughs> <laughs> Which Tabo seemed to think that, like, not a, just died in the garden, that someone had their cat had died, they just lobbed it out of the window. Like, you know, the uh, Christmas tree in the lift scenario, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was an amazing picture, wasn't it? Yeah, Lakeisha that. reckons that's like quite a common way to get rid of Christmas trees, just chuck it in the council estate lift. Right. Someone have it. <laughs> Did you see that picture? I put it up on the guy from Tim Bird, yeah. Put it up Tim Bird. <laughs> and the tree is down. <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, yeah, my cat, my cat died, and I was about five years old. And I said to my mum, Where, "Where's my, where, where's, where's my cat gone?" She's like, "Oh yeah, he died. Uh, he's just gone to, he's gone to cat heaven." And then I went to my dad, and I was like, "Dad, is it, is it true that, that, that where the cat's gone?" He just went, "Yeah, I threw it in the skip at once." <laughs> <laughs> and then every time, that's my point. Every time. Uh, an animal or a pet died. If I got up early enough, I'd see my dad throwing a bin liner into the boot of his car. Wow. Yeah. With vigour. With vigour. He's like, another one gone. The less money I've got to spend on cat food. Blast in another one bites the dust from his down, car stereo. If I can't flush it down the toilet, <laughs> give it to security car. Your pet, pet cemetery. <laughs> what was your cat's name? Uh, Spike. Who's Ginger? Okay, I was thinking it might be a gremlin No. No. Just like an It's just a badass name in it, I suppose. <laughs> when you were a kid, it's, it's a sharp Black object, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cat, isn't it? Have you two ever had pets? Yeah. I've never had a pet, no. Oh, oh no, yeah, you're not big on I hate animals, yeah. Really? Yeah, all animals. All yeah. animals? Yeah, we used to live on the ground floor. I hated them as much then as I do now. What about you? 
Uh, yeah, had a dog when I was very little. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. But uh, I don't remember what it's always called. He was called Cola. And uh, he shit my Uncle Gary's shoes. That's the only story I ever heard about him. I what no a legacy. Memory. Yeah, I have no memory of this dog. Um, and to this day, Uncle Gary only drinks Pepsi. <laughs> um, Walks around barefoot. <laughs> um, and then had a cat called Sophie uh, for a long time. We were a sister of kids who died. Um, and now my mum and dad have got... Uh, I like it when cats have normal... Like when pets have normal names. I like it, I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's creepy, isn't it? Why? Yeah. I like that. I mean, well, it's nice. like pretending it's a child, isn't it? Yeah. And like you see like, an old lady pushing a pram and there's a cat in there. Yeah. You don't see it as much these days, do you? you I've know, never seen those that. old school prams. You see people pushing cats around all the time, see? <laughs> like I've the never seen that. Like no, no, I was bigger around then, that rave. When I was looking to move last year, we were looking at a flat down at Woolwich Arsenal. I was just standing there waiting for the estate agent and a woman passed with a cat on the lead. <laughs> <laughs> and Annie said to me, she was like, this is what we've got to do if we live here. <laughs> I'd do that. That's what it's like down there. I'd do that. Yeah, my mum and dad have got a dog now, uh, JJ. And my sister... Oh, this is news to me, man. It's over in Ireland, isn't it? What does it stand for, JJ? Uh, nothing. Does my niece just sort of like the name JJ? She liked the letter. Actually, do you know she what? The it was, no, it wasn't. She wanted to... She's got a star. She was like... <laughs> she was like... Uh, she would have been... Seven or eight when they got it, and she just she'd been talking. You know, when kids like learn about death and they become quite morbid and they just want to know about death. And she'd been talking to my dad about his dad, her, oh, her yeah. great granddad James. And uh, so they got his dog, and she's like, I want to call it James after great granddad James. And everyone's like, This is really like, you're, odd. Not, you're not doing that, you can't do that. <laughs> she's like, oh, JJ, then so yeah, in a way, that dog is named after uh, my granddad, which is uh. So how, what's your relationship like with the dog when you go there? It's fine. I I'm, I I prefer cats. Keep the dog away from Steve. It's not like it's a bit in the no, Irish accent. No, uh, I, you know I, what Steve doesn't like the dog. Put the dog outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that, though. No, uh, I like JJ. He jumps off my lap. He's only, he's only Jack Russell, so he jumps off my lap. I'll, oh, I'll quite happily worst. have him sitting yeah. on my lap watching telly. You know? he's, he's, the thing is, he only yaps. Uh, if people cycle past the house and aren't going to stop, he's like, uh, he's not like, he's like, my mum's like, he's a great god dog. I'm like, he's a terrible god dog. He only, he only barks. <laughs> and like, if the postman comes, but like, complete change of the time of the door and there's nothing out of him. But someone yeah. cycling past half a mile down the road and he's like, just at the window going nuts. You know, the, uh, the, the venue in Brixton, the windmill, yeah. uh, they've got a dog that lives on the roof and it's called Roof Dog. And it's like, <laughs> no, seriously, it's like it a bigger, like, like Snoop Dogg's kind No, of, it's uh, like a bigger, <laughs> What was or something, and it's really bad because it only barks at black people. It's a racist dog. It lives so in Brixton as so well. So in the summer, if you're sitting out there, like it could be anyone from like a little old like Jamaica or Africa, whatever, a black family, <laughs> little kids. Uh, <laughs> it just goes eight windmills. Uh, a hotbed of hate, isn't it? Oh, the explicit tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. it barks well, there's it. that florist barks in, um, you know, next to King's Touch Hospital. Yeah, and they've got they've, they've got a cat that hates. They've got a roof dog, haven't they? They yeah. had two. They had two Alsatians <laughs> used to live on a dog. It looked at the bit dog fur No, Chaplin, he was. He was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, they used to have two Alsatians that lived on the roof or went up on the roof. I'm pretty sure they didn't live there. No, probably got a garden. <laughs> <laughs> it's a garden centre, isn't it? It's not a florist. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's it's, it's a massive florist, thing. isn't it? Mm. So you never had your own dog then. No, no. Uh, but I've never had a problem with dogs. I don't. Like I'm not. I'm not big on them. But I mean, yeah, I, I prefer small dogs to big dogs. Yeah, I've got canine just... friends. Yeah, you're not. You're not dogs. Some of my best friends are yeah. canines. The had a uh, goldfish that killed itself. 
they just bash it through the the castle. The kitchen was definitely deliberate. I don't know if it left a note or anything, but like <laughs> it arranged the, the coloured stones at the bottom life. to go. This is what I wanted. Uh, um, I had a fish when I was a kid as well called uh, Ty, named after uh, a character from a TV show. But I can't think what TV show it was. Might have been Airwolf. I'm not sure. As uh, Peckham develops, it become, it goes through various different uses, as most sort of uh, places in South London do. It's residential initially, a nice suburb. It's you know the the pattern of uh, the rich moving further and further away from uh, industry and any sort of build up of other people. Um, but then, as the rich move out again, it becomes uh, industrial. You get a lot of uh, factories there. Oh, I suppose um, the canal would have come down there, yeah, wouldn't it? You've got yeah. the canal, you've got uh, the train giving uh, good. Li- and it's this good location where it's close enough to uh, London that you can do business there, but it's far enough out that you're not paying massive rent. And similarly, you know, it becomes like a, a nice sort of stopping off spot for drovers and merchants that are coming up to London for the markets or bringing things from London down to the coast. So uh, it sort of builds as uh, a sort of stopping off point. One of the most famous in points in Peckham history, um, 1767, William Blake sees an angel in a tree on Peckham Rack. Was he off his face? <laughs> How old was he a kid? Uh, I don't know what age he was. But I think, no, I think he was an adult. I think... Uh, yeah, I think it's a famous it. uh, happening, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting because now, I mean, obviously, what we think of Peck and Rye now and what Peck and Rye would have been in the past, it would have probably sprawled a little wider. Yeah, it's not huge now, is it? So, but I think it's interesting. Saw an angel outside uh, W.A. Smith's. <laughs> <laughs> Daily Sports. <laughs> but the memorial to that moment, there's a mural, isn't there? Yeah, that's in the East Dulwich, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that uh, seems a bit off, doesn't it? Well, I mean, it it's might be... prime uh, mural territory, isn't it? Because it's it a is. wall, it's an unused wall. Whereas there are no unused walls on Peck and Rye. Mm. You know, if you're on the mural man, that's what you, that's the main thing. But it does use. seem like Dulwich is co-opting something that belongs to Peckham. Do you not think? Well, that bit it ten years Peckham. That's the that thing, side it's of right East Dulwich. And it's quite Peckham, it's so. entirely possible. That was where that Tavo is... lived when people you know, when he claimed to live in East Dulwich and he actually lives in Peckham. Well, it's and also I said to him, "Where'd you live, Dulwich, right?" Boom. <laughs> <laughs> My mum does that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, for about ten years, she was like never used to tell people to live in Peckham. Campbell, like, should say, yeah. No, she used to say I live in East Dulwich. Don't they live in like behind the fire station? Yeah, Telford Road. That's, that's not easy. close that's enough. Exactly. <laughs> that's not. Don't be ashamed. That's like Steve trying to say he lives in Penge. <laughs> that's not close at all, is it, Telford exactly. Road? Yeah. She should have gone with Campbell. I'd have believed her. Exactly. The next road over, like half of it's mm. Peckham, half of it's Campbell. Maybe they think she thinks that's just as shameful. That's bad. I don't know. She changed her <laughs> name to uh, Beryl East Dulwich. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Campbell Beryl. <laughs> <laughs> In 1851, Thomas Tillings starts up a bus service to go from Peckham into central London. 12, isn't it? Number 12. <laughs> Possibly. What would later become? But uh, it's certainly the first bus route that has uh, pre-indicated bus stops. Pre? As in like pre-arranged and pre-agreed bus stops. Like everyone knows oh, where right. the bus is going to stop. Before that... Did um, it have the uh, I imagine number Hale, 12? Hale and Rhyme. Coming into the 20th century, Peckham, the industry sort of dropped off a bit. It's not as strong as a residential res- uh, area, so there's a lot of deprivation. Um, and in 1926, uh, a couple of essentially social scientists, as we're going to now, start 
a project called the Peckham Experiment, which was to try and introduce ideas of uh, healthy living and wholesome activities to the people of Peckham. So it sounds like some... <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like some sort of uh, you know uh, sort of gym schemes that you have now, where you you pay a shilling a week and you could get involved in physical activities and get advice on nutrition uh, and whatnot. And it, it lasted. Uh, Peckham Pulse, isn't it? Yeah, it's a legacy there. It lasted until 1950. Uh, it was derailed by the Second World War and then um, the NHS um, sort of came in so you could get nutrition advice without having to pay someone uh, a bob a week. As the 20th century goes on, Peckham becomes more densely populated, leading to uh, estates. That obviously, uh, being the area becomes predominantly residential. Um it's small businesses. There's a, a large department store uh, that survives up until uh, 1980. It was sort of on the corner of Rye Lane and the High Street. I don't remember it. Uh, Jennings and Co. Crackerjack. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess it's where uh, Ezekiel's is now. That sort of frontage oh, yeah. would yeah. have been a department store. But I, and I mean, you know, I'd have been five when it closed. You probably weren't poor. You definitely weren't poor. No. So yeah, but um, I was. What? When did it close? 1980. I was two. You don't remember it? <laughs> I only know it as Ezekiel's. What's Ezekiel's? It's a nightclub. Nightclub, yeah. Oh, right. Where yeah. is it? Um, you know uh, the bottom of where Rye Lane and the High Street meet? Not West Bank. Not the top of Rye Lane. Oh, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like oh, above, okay. Like, uh, oh, I've been in there yeah. once, actually. I was filming a music video. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know why we wandered in to get some silly shot or something. Or, oh, yeah, we were recording a video for Soldier, you know, J-A-H. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, we filmed a bit of a guy on the bus, right, who had staples in his head. Like, he had a massive scar, like a kind of five-inch scar in his head with staples, man. Yeah, me and Tabo co-directed it. I only went to Ezekiel's once, because uh, my mate Ray... It was my mate Ray's... Is it religious in some way? It's not religious. <laughs> That's the <laughs> last... Irreligious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was my mate Ray's birthday. And uh, he said, we'll go Ezekiel's, you come along. I was like, yeah, I didn't know the place at all. And uh, this is when I worked at the summer pool in Lodge Lane. And my friend Tundi was like, are you going to Ezekiel's? I was like, Tundi. Uh, I said, uh, he goes, are you going to Ezekiel's? I went, yeah. He was like, all right. I was like, it's all right. And he went, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what's, he goes, I goes, what, what? He goes, it's black. <laughs> and I was like, what, what? a black tie? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He was just laughing. He was like, it is black. And I was like, it'll be fine though. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. But it is black. And I was like, okay. And me and another guy, Matt, from uh, Summerfield, went. Uh, and we were the only two white guys going from the shop. Did, uh, did Tundi put that warning to Matt? I think, yeah, no. When, when Matt said he was going as well, he was like... Uh, I've just t- told Steve it's black. Tundi's taken it when I said, Matt's going as well. And, oh, you won't be the only white person there then. There'll be Matt And you weren't, yeah. No, we were the only two white people there. Yeah, it was... We got there, and it was perfectly fine. I did a thing where you get, like, raffle tickets as you go in. Like uh, for boys and girls, the idea is you find enough to get. Well, you, you find you find, you're supposed to find your match. Really? Yeah. Oh, so it's good, like man. to, to let, let let people hook up easier, isn't it? Uh, did you get Tundi? <laughs> <laughs> but um, we we got in there and Tundi was like, "Don't even think about it. Don't even think about trying to track down." Uh, the, I was like, "I'm not going to try to track oh. down women." But um, sugar. I'm a hogany Barbie, isn't it? This could have been a very different future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, the DJ at one point started doing uh, shout-outs for, like, uh, St. Lucia, yeah. uh, Ghana, 
Ireland. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, we're not going to shout Casabar at any point. This is uh, outrageous. But no, uh, it was fine. But my sister, um, uh, when I saw her next day, she went, "Where did you go last night?" I went, uh, "Oh, we went uh, some club in Peckham." She's like, what's it called? I went, Ezekiel. She went, Easy Kills. <laughs> I was like, no, Easy Kills. Actually, uh, it's the only time I've been to a nightclub that had a metal detector. Yeah, to actually go through really? a machine and get wanded down to make sure you're not carrying. Did you hand over your uh, piece? <laughs> actually, one bit, we got inside and uh, it's like quite low lit. It's like no sort of. Yes, yeah, like black. <laughs> so we go in there and. Um, that's what you oh, mean. it is black. Yeah. Uh, well, no, Matt turns to you and goes, it's dark in here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't on. say don't say anything, yeah. you know, if that's all you're, you're bringing to it. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice night. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gone out drinking in Peckham. I think I went to the pub, uh, I think I went to one pub like once and that was it. It was so horrible. It was so bleak in there. Mm. And I was sat next to like a woman who was 50. He was sleeping with one of my brother's friends who was 17. And she told mm. this big story about throwing her cat against some curtains. <laughs> <laughs> and, that was, and, that's, and that's it. That's as far as I ever got of going out in Peckham. The Weatherspoons is pretty bleak, isn't it? There's yeah. always someone yeah. outside that looks like they've had a hard life. Man. Yeah. yeah, and if you go in, there's loads more people who look like they've had a hard life. <laughs> That but that's be... that's pretty much all Weatherspoons ever in that. I mean, it's not. You, yeah. you go there for value in your drinking rather than it being a nice atmosphere. If you want a microwave meal, man. Yeah. Was it Weatherspoons or O'Neill's that Jim Hall told me he used to go in every morning for his breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> the one in Whitehall. Can recommend a pub in Peckham to go for for a good meal, though. On Sundays, the White Horse, which is uh, just at the bottom of Peckham, right? Uh, on the right-hand side, sort of set back from the road. Um, I do lovely Sunday lunches you basically have to book to get a space it just like gets filled up so quickly um, and they do like a selection of uh, roasts with uh, potato and veg really really nice that's nice to know because I went to the clock something up the road on Peckham oh, right because yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten the name of the pub that Glenn had recommended for a roast yeah and it was very disappointing man. Whitehall's also good for sport as well they got some uh, decent screens up it's like uh, it's, a, it's an Irish pub Essentially, it's where all my family go when uh, there's any sort of gathering. After all, yeah, it's quite green. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a nice pub and uh, yeah, good roast as well. Good crack. The crack is mighty. We don't go out drinking in Peckham, Steve, but we are frequently there of an evening, aren't we? We are. To go to the uh, Peckham Plex. Yeah. Which is uh, five pounds for any film, any it's time, great, any it's day. Great, it's an incredible. Four ninety nine actually. It's Not in, even five pounds. Four ninety nine all day, every day. Yeah, it's, it's incredible great. value. It's, and it's a great cinema. It is, and like they have a sign that says "London's most successful independent cinema" outside, which I believe. And uh, and there's a bar on the roof. Of the car park, isn't it? Is yeah. it the same yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the same complex. Yeah, yeah it was built at the same time, wasn't it? But you would, yeah, of course, because you used to go round the back at the side door sometimes, and then go round to the car. But you wouldn't be able to get in there through the cinema, would you? No, presumably no. But it did occur to me recently, Steve, that the reason that it's five pounds is because you couldn't really charge more than that, man. No, when uh, there's always food stains on the screen in there. Yeah. Not always, but most of the time. What's yeah. the film Argo? And every time it cut to like kind of white or something, like you just see this massive like. Kind of like a, someone throwing a pizza slice at the screen and it just slid down. <laughs> I, it, or it looked like it could have been like a dashed coke that's just caught the top right corner in it and just sort of. They're not, but they're not going out with a hose, are they? They're not going to wash it. They need to, though, don't yeah. they, really? But for cinemas and stuff, well, 
in South London, kind of post Coronet. Yeah, it yeah. became like the main one to. Yeah, yeah. Surrey until Keys yeah before Surrey Keys. Yeah, when Coronet yeah. closed and before Surrey Keys opened, yeah, but right. even after Surrey Keys so, opened, I was only going there because I was getting a lift. Man, it's a nightmare to get to. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going Surrey Keys. And Surrey Keys used to be a bit classier when it first opened, yeah. but now it's just like you've got that really annoying guy who checks your bag every time. So annoying, like well, no one's right, bringing in like Haribo or something, can it? I am bringing in Harry Potter. I've got a kebab in this inside pocket, mate. But no, both twice recently um, at the Plex, you know, you'd be watching the film and someone in the middle of a sentence, like, you know, like he just freezes and like, I think probably the last six to eight times I've been there. I'll tell you what, the last time I went, it didn't freeze, right? Is it? But the previous few it had, man. Oh, was that Seven Psychopaths? Seven Psychopaths, it didn't freeze, unfortunately. Yeah. The one time I would have been happy if the whole thing had just melted. That would have prolonged the experience, wouldn't it? Which would have been... Oh, we could have just called it a day, I reckon, at that point, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's funny. When people talk about... People sort of say to you, well, I went to cinema last night, yeah? My, my cinema, local cinema. Tuesday nights, after six, it's only seven pounds. Well, you know what, though? On Mondays at Brixton, it's only 6 And that is worth mentioning, because you shake your head, Steve, but it cost me £2.70 to get to Peckham. Whereas I can walk to Brixton. Yeah. And like, and there's no stains. And it's just, you know. It's a nice cinema. Like, people don't really tend to throw chicken bones at you at Peckham anymore. But you know, at <laughs> Brixton, they never did. I'll tell you someone who's not a fan of uh, the Ritzy Brixton. Jim Hall. Jim Hall. Really? On the record. Well, firmly. Why not? <laughs> um, he had just a couple of experiences where... It's, it's uh, really black. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, he, he was telling me before, and it was this really detailed complaint where it was a particular... Um, Race of people. <laughs> it was a particular uh, film, and he said to the guy on the counter, is it this cut? And the guy went, no, it's this cut. Uh, so he went into the film, and it was... Never coming back in. He went into it, and it was like, so the, guy, the name of the guy I said outside was like, so-and-so presents, and it was the cut he didn't want to see. And it seemed to me like that was a particularly so, detailed... Yeah, it's not like it's happening again, again, it? It's a minor complaint. <laughs> it's not enough to deter you from going there. Never no. going there again. Which cut of a more is this? There's only one cut, just get in. <laughs> I saw Pop Fiction at the Peck and Plex. Oh, yeah? Is it? Yeah. Oh. And I saw uh, Nearby Mouth as well. All right. In those days, I was going to so do like when you Jumanji. come out of it, it's like, it's like 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see the cable guy there, right? And it was just me and my friend Tim. And he started doing laps around the thing and chucking chewing gum. It's on always the nice when, <laughs> when you go to a film like, where you just know no one else. <laughs> yeah, it must be, isn't it? Well, when we went to see Man with the Iron Fist, it was only me and Jack in the cinema till like three minutes before the film started. And Jack went to the toilet, so I, I was just getting ready to take a photograph of an empty cinema. I was like, no one's going to see this film. And this guy came in, and I was like, you've ruined my picture. And he's like, what? Well, I was going to take a picture of the cinema to show that no one except me and our mate who's in the toilet have was come it, to see it this <laughs> the guy goes uh, oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll pop outside to let you I was like don't you, I was like honestly you don't need to do that he's like what a lovely moment he, like, he was yeah, quite happy to minutes. go I'll, I'll go outside I'll just I'll let you take your picture I was like just sit down it's fine honestly but then just it filled up didn't it <laughs> yeah they sell how much are the Peck and Plex t-shirts I mean ours are nicer isn't it I, I can't imagine that. anyone sort of yeah I do love the Peck and Plex I'm not buying a t-shirt that says it though am I is it just a logo it says, I heart the pecking place. Oh, you want that, didn't you? Yeah. It's, uh, instead of a heart, it's just got a stain. <laughs> and it says, I love the peckham. <laughs> 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 um, I read a book this year. Yay! Hey! Wow. Uh, called The Ballad of Peckham Rye uh, by Muriel Spark. 
which is brilliant. It's sort of uh, 50, 60s. It's basically about this um, mysterious Scotsman called Dougal Douglas <laughs> that moves into a bed seat in Peckham Rye and uh, just disrupts... It's a comedy. Yeah, but a very sort of black comedy. He just sort of disrupts the Real lives. Real black, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's this book like? Black. I warn you. <laughs> Um, yeah, just disrupts the lives of people uh, living around Peckham. It's one of those uh, nice ones where they're just constantly getting on the bus and going up to uh, the Woolworth Road. You do like a book that has bus scenes, don't you? Oh, just, Ch- uh, Chesterton. Well, I'm reading it on a bus, aren't I? So, you know, I can sort of look around and just immerse myself in, you know, it's 3D. Yeah, and obviously uh, Peckham has shown up in other media, most famously Fools and Horses and Desmonds, which we talked about in episode one. And he's coming back to our screens this year with Youngers. Um, youngers. Youngers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it means? Young. That's my younger, man. What are you t- touching my younger for? <laughs> young people, actually. <laughs> no, young, like, uh, well, I mean, they might have a different meaning. I like, haven't done um, I just assume that. Like, if you've got, like, if you, like, mentor a younger uh, oh, okay. youth in, in the inner city, like, uh, Sam, it's my younger, yeah. You know, you know, so it's you know. like master apprentice. Like with me and you, Steve. Like you're, you're my, even you're my younger. <laughs> you are my younger. <laughs> Young Steezy. <laughs> um, yeah. Before you turn, I, I was sort of like the guys who are going to be in uh, Youngers uh, are in a, a YouTube type show called uh, Mandem on the Wall. Uh, so I was like, let's have a look. Oh, oh, I oh you see this. I'll tell you what, I read about it in South Carolina Press. Oh, right. Place, yeah. yeah, me and Louie watched something. It looks. Is it not Mandem Ponderwolf? I don't think it is. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that didn't look great, but they weren't terrible. And what's nice about it, from what from their sort of approach in that and what this show sounds like, it's just going to be fun and a bit silly. It's not going to be some bleak... It's not going to be adhering to that stereotype Yeah, any teenager... In You're not watching Peckham. a game. Who's going to die in the first bit? Mm. None of them are going to die. They're all going to be fine. Whose uh, phone is he going to rob? Yeah. Mm. There's no phones being robbed. <laughs> it's, 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 just basically, it's basically going to be about three kids in Peckham. I think the only thing, the only thing that unnerved Steve was one of the characters wore his baseball hat over his hood that was pulled yeah. up and he, was, me, and he went to me is that a thing yeah he yeah. had his hood up and then the cap over the hood on his head and I was like is that a thing and Louis was like yeah and Louis obviously a man who wears a hat and hood so I was like have you ever mm. done it he's like no, no. halfway around doesn't it if anything no that's yeah. the thing that's what I was like yeah you put your hat on and then put your hood over it but to put your hood up and then put your hat over it it didn't so look it's like putting your socks over your shoes isn't it it's ridiculous <laughs> kids today but um, yeah it looks like um It'll be, yeah, refreshing, if nothing harmless, else. Harmless, harmless. Yeah, well, I'm let's not, hope so, innit? Yeah, mm. uh, the, uh, the, the quality of it, I can't attest to. If it ever got it, picked but... up at the, at the very most, it'd be a really bad BBC free comedy. Mm, that's the fear, though, innit? I was Jack's uh, best man at his wedding. So, stayed over the night before. The idea being, you know, I'm on the spot, we can get ready, we're all set. Just get all out of my system, you know. <laughs> You've got to have one last fling before you get married, <laughs> don't you? Get Walsh to stay over. Stuck me out on the couch, unbelievable. Exactly. Did you put a chair up against your bedroom? <laughs> so, we got up in the morning, and I figured there'd be really basic things to do. And one of the things was making CD cases of the CDs you were giving away, and that was fine. Get an like, iron. Yeah, sort of an iron. I think iron, I've got about four of the CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Got them on eBay. Um, and you're saying people don't want my CDs that I'm putting out. Yeah, I'm selling them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about, was it about 10.30 in the morning? 
Well, you said uh, I do need to buy a wedding ring as well. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. So you went That's on to like the worst thing to say. Yeah. Well, sorry, like went on to. Well, if I don't, I can't keep it to myself, can I? We needed to get the ring, Louis. Yeah, but was that like the day before the wedding? No, the day oh, of the, the wedding. wedding. Oh, the day of the wedding. Yeah. So you went on to the internet to uh, see what you could find. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Too Argos. late to get it on the internet. No, but I think you were like store, Argos store finder, innit? Oh, I see what the cheapest go, go Elizabeth Duke one was, innit? Yeah, go to Peckham and pick it up. Does that mean now you're going to get the Keisha a necklace that says number one mum? I've only got a sovereign, innit? Nice stuff. There was a terrifying bit where uh, Jack was looking at a ring that was gold, I think, but had... Uh, Did it go across all four fingers? No, no. <laughs> one, one thing... Why? <laughs> astrological symbols all around it. And he was like, that would be fine. And I was like, no, that definitely won't <laughs> right. be fine. And I thought, this is the role of the best man to stop the, the group. Yeah, because you haven't been married long enough for her to divorce you. <laughs> An old, isn't it? That exactly. Um, so we took a trip to Peckham instead, didn't we? Yeah, we went into that little covered market opposite the... Well, we had a look in the jewellers on the corner the onside, first. No, not the onside. Arndale? Arndale's on Arndale's like the, the major house. in Manchester. Is it Yeah, Yeah, we went in the little covered market opposite that. Five pounds, then they're still in it. I was and like, I sort of bags said to the guy, have you got anything cheaper? He said, no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll give you one of these CDs. <laughs> and we accidentally uh, stole quite a lot of juice, didn't we, from yeah. uh, Morrison's, man? Yeah. Oh. We used the self-service thing, and they they must have declined my card or something, or it didn't you know, go through quick enough. So then when we got outside, I was like, I don't think we paid for that, man. Well, no, what it was, when... Um we got outside there was like this raffle thing like every receipt had this number at the bottom it was like you might have won a thousand like pounds was it like so I was like I took the receipt just to sort of check the numbers on this thing and we hadn't won so I was just walk- we were just walking through the car park to go back to the bus stop and I was like this says declined <laughs> but it was like it was this thing where we were like halfway across the road to get to the bus at this point there's no one chasing you but it, and it's, it's like it's just been more awkward and also we're against the clock at this point as well and you're getting married that often you just don't want to go back and go yeah I'll pay him back tomorrow yes yeah. when I come back off my honeymoon I'll pay him back <laughs> <laughs> exactly my dad was waiting outside Morrison's once and he said he saw a guy who was just going around the car park and he was in the passenger seat of the car and he was driving it on the other side with both the doors open. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when I was kids, we'd go to Peckham a lot for the Irish festival. <laughs> ever, uh... Was that what they used to call your family? When you to down? Yeah. <laughs> the waters are coming just down. Just a picnic. Just a picnic. Uh, <laughs> you'd have one table with McDonald's. <laughs> it's an Irish festival. That was uh, Peckham. It was Burgess Park one year, but Peckham Rye Park most of the years. And uh, yeah, it'd be sort of subsidised by Suffolk Council, which I never understood. Where Suffolk Council pay for Irish people to have a party? They'll pay for other stuff, innit? Yeah, th- why? What do you taxes going on that? But Irish people pay for Irish pe- people to have a party, innit? Irish people pay taxes as well, Steve. Well, they should. <laughs> um, but yeah, you'd have uh, sort of stalls representing all the different counties. And represent, like... represent. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, you'd have like hurling matches and uh, Gaelic football hurling. games. Hurling, yeah. Like throwing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> In a way. Like uh, what? Hurling's a, a game where you... It's a bit like... Um, you have a sort of hockey stick, but it's called a hurley. Uh, and you just basically throw the ball in the end, just whack it um, down towards the other end using your hurley. And then run with it, bandsman. You, you try and score can goals. Can you hit it like hockey style when it's on the floor? You can. You can dribble with it. Uh, but if you run along with it, you have to... Uh, 
every three steps, bounce it off the hurley and catch it again. And bounce so it to, so and go and back a little bit. Why did Suffolk cancel pump money into that? That doesn't sound like a great game, is it? For people turning around with hockey sticks. Yeah, you hit people with the sticks, yeah? You, you, you shouldn't, but people do. Speaking of hockey, Steve, just very, very briefly, on the bus here, right, saw a kid in Sydenham wearing an Edmonton Oilers hat. It's just gone beyond a joke now, man. Why? It's moved into Can- Canadian territory. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's not people walking around the like, Palace beanies, is there, in uh, Montreal? <laughs> there might be. There's not. Did you come here on the bus? Yeah, I got one to the six one from my mum's. Oh. I had to go and drop my dad's Dulwich Jamlet season ticket back into him before he gets back from holiday. Oh, you didn't know you borrowed it? Nah, but he would be comfortable with it. <laughs> I was going to check on my shed as well because his kid keeps like spitting next to it and like putting cigarettes out on it and leaving used condoms underneath. Your shed? Yeah, like bottom of my mum's flats. I went around and had a word with him. I was like, is that you leaving condoms under my shed? He's like, who? I looked at his game, his girlfriend in, in and the block. like I might hit her first. <laughs> in, the, in the block? <laughs> Yeah, because the, the one where we put all that stuff in when they helped you move. Exactly that, yeah. Like they put cigarettes out on my don't do not smoke here sign. So I might have to start getting uh, medieval on them. <laughs> what form is your medievalism gonna take? Blowtorch and a pair of pliers. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of you go shopping in Peckham when you was a kid? Zodiac toys. Zodiac That's what I was that was the point I was going to. Oh, yeah, Zodiac toys brilliant. On the corner, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, what is uh, that? Is it Cantina? Kessie's not on the corner. No, I think it's not Titian's, maybe. I never went there. We never used to go to Peckham. Did you ever go in Peckham Indoor Market? Yeah. They had, because like, Zodiac Toys, yeah, what a toy store as well, had all the Secret Wars figures. Yeah. It was incredible. And like, you couldn't go anywhere, they weren't in Woolworths, they weren't even in Zodiac That store was the only place they ever saw Secret Wars toys, which means they were probably knocked off. It was, a good, it was a good indoor market. I haven't been in there. That indoor market as well. Have you, you ever been the parrot recently? They used to talk. Yeah. My dad place. is still obsessed with the idea of getting a talking bird just because of that parrot. He used to love it. My He'd dad go goes and stands outside it even though it's closed down. <laughs> My dad would happily though, just stand there for like 10 minutes. You know, I'll be looking at Secret War stuff. My mum's looking at, I'm sitting looking at clothes. My dad's just there just looking yeah. uh, at this parrot. It was so much like That's the one thing I think he'd want in the world if, you, if you're going to get him a present. Peckham, Peckham Market for a kid. Toy store, well for me. Then we'd have to go and buy dog biscuits at the pet store. Yeah. And then we. You said you didn't have a pet. Yeah, I did. That was that was you. And there a dog though. You never asked me. I said <laughs> I had cats. He said he had. Yeah, a dog though as well. Yeah. What's he called? Sam. Grown up name, isn't it? Yeah, you said you don't agree with that, man. So what about the dog, man? What happened? He got old. He died. He was like sixteen. Uh, yeah. What breed? Uh, he was like a mongrel. Okay. But he was uh something called a dandy demon which is like a very short kind of like terrier kind of thing and this is like the, the worst thing was is this was like the 80s where you could the 80s where you could like open <laughs> the door killing joke reference I just made there uh, where you could open the door and just let your dogs out who let the dogs out and we used to let them out and I used to see them disappear like all the, all the gardens and then like six years later I'd be over the park walking them and I'd see a woman come up with me and she had a little dog that looked like another dog's body in Sam's face so he's like yeah she had that I used to literally let my dog out to breed to sow his wild dog oats yeah. He had a raffle ticket like <laughs> black and all what the bitches are Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Peckham, Peckham Indoor Market was good. Yeah, Secret Wars, Talking Parrot, and then... Candy Floss. Well, also, round the corner, if you carried on round to the left, uh, there was like a computer game stall. But when I say computer games, it was like... Um, 
there was this company that used to do Spectrum games, but they were called Tektronics, and they were like these budget games. And on like cassette. normally, yeah, on cassette. Spectrum games were normally about a tenner, and he's like always two ninety nine. Might, might be Mastertronics, yeah, because Tektronics are banned, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, Furiophonics. <laughs> but I remember getting this game called Viper Free. There was no Viper one or two. You just got Viper Free. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great, really, really good. But yeah, uh, that was it. Was a great little uh, indoor market. Wasn't yeah, it? I don't know what it looks like now. Well, well they do a great line in wedding rings. That's uh, hmm. the most. Is it that one you're no, talking no, about? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the there's another one the other side of the road, isn't there? Other yeah. side of the bridge, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we never used to go packing before the cinema was there, ever. But we used to just, because we lived on Wharf Road, we used to go every time we went out, we'd go West End, man, if we went shopping. Oh, like right. People were like, oh, you go, you go, you've been down the Glades in Bromley. Like, why would I go there? <laughs> I did a 25-minute bus ride from <laughs> Regent Street. <laughs> um, that uh, indoor shopping centre on the other side of the bridge on the other side of the road, you used to have metal transformers from Japan. Wow. Again, I have no idea where they're sourcing them from. But, and, and they, but the thing is, they were always like 25 quid. Yeah, don't talk about it. I'll give a quick shout out, Steve, to my, some of my favourite shop names in Peckham. Yeah, go for it. The first one. Beyonce Hair and Beyonce Beauty. Beyonce Hair and Beauty, isn't it? <laughs> well, I know the next one. Most items, 98 people. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, many, like, it's called Many Item. Many <laughs> Item, 98 plus. <laughs> that's, like, that's, not even, that's not even a name. But also, it's not an offer, is it? You go, yeah, if you go to most shops, most of their items are 98 plus. Yeah. Don't be telling me how in it, how expensive your thing is. Tell me how inexpensive your thing is. Because like ninety eight, like six ninety nine is ninety eight p plus. Yes, hundred twenty five pounds <laughs> is ninety eight p plus. Doesn't mean that it's a good uh, value for. Went to that BMW uh, showroom, innit? <laughs> Many item ninety eight p plus. Every item. Many car. Well, that's amazing. Could you imagine like when they're brainstorming ideas for that, like, like name like, ideas for that shop? The guy's like, yeah, I got one. Yeah, but you imagine <laughs> give me a bit of paper. <laughs> The, even, right, <laughs> the professional sign writer must have got there and gone, are you sure you don't want an S on this? No. Nope. And you, and you want me to put a sign. plus sign at the end? Eight. Yeah. 98. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cash 22. You know that one? Is it's, that in... Uh, it's oh. a money lending shop. It's on the corner, yeah, next to the... Uh, so there's one in the elephant as well. In the elephant oh, it's a chain, is it? Yeah. Cash 22, which is a bit of a liberty take because it is accurate, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a slap in the face for people who are caught in a situation where all they can do is borrow money at prohibitive rates of interest. Was there a pub that was done like only fours and horses? Yes. By Barclays Bank at the top by end Manson, of Peckham? By yeah. 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 No, not by Manson. It's at the top end of Peckham, by Peckham Park. But it, was, it was, had like a... Yeah, like Robin on the roof and everything, innit? Yeah. And they called it... Wow, I didn't know this. Yeah, they called it Nags Head. Because there's like, a Nags Head in Campbell Green, isn't there? Yeah, but that's yeah. a legitimate Nags Head. That yeah. was always Nags Head. This place uh, had itself, like, rebranded. Had the Robert Reliant on the roof. Uh, had, like... You know, where it will say, like, pubs will say, like, uh, Fire Nails and uh, Spirits. Had uh, Home of the Trotters. Just, like, it was, like, so blatant. The BBC sent us East and Desist in the end. Because they were, like... This isn't uh, this licensed. Mm-hmm. This is uh, yeah. the, the nag head. Also, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not. It's not many know. beers, many beers, many But you're like, what's you, what's your audience there? You're not going to get tourists. Well, there's a Cheers bar in Boston, isn't there? Yeah. It should be a barbershop called Peckham. Uh, called Desmond's in Peckham. Yeah. We've mentioned uh, Peckham Library before, which is uh, kind of a massive landmark, which is a shame because it's like someone's put a, 
shoebox and some straws in it, but on a massive scale. Won the Sterling Reaver Award in 2004, it's designed. Is that the equivalent of like the raspberries or whatever? <laughs> the Razzies. Uh, Razzies no, it's, uh, it, yeah. it's the, the most prestigious award in uh, British architecture. Architecture? You can't have hey! Can't have no, but seriously, what a dreadful piece Why? of work. Why? Why do you think that? I just think it looks horrible. It's a horrible shape. Uh, the colour. The texture. The actual design of it, where they've got the inf- all the sort of administrative centre and the information centre and the media centre on the ground on first floor. So the library doesn't actually start to the second floor. So you've moved all the reading areas away from ground level to prevent noise. I think that's a nice, nice touch. Yeah, like I've been it. in there for the one-stop shop, obviously, yeah, as a for former shop. Suffolk president. Yeah. I've been in, in the kids' library with my uh, niece and nephew. Before he was asked to <laughs> You was escorted down in two flights <laughs> of stairs. <laughs> uh, as a library, I think it's superb in terms of resources. I like it. Peckham. No, I like building. I like oh, you it. do, yeah? Yeah, I like it. I like yeah, it. I do as well. As much as I don't like some of the kind of eyesores that they're building in like regeneration and flats and stuff like that around South East London uh, I really do like it I think it fits in it fits in quite well with with Peckham it's like people's idea of, of Peckham and you've got a space in front haven't you where uh, as far as the lights um, are designed to sort of reflect the weather what's that space called in front you know the sort of covers? Peckham space yeah is that what it's called? Oh, well, the little boxy bit is. I don't know if that's where the farmer's you know, block sort of is. The cover yeah, 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 I know what you mean. But it's yeah. next to Peckham Space if it isn't, in fact, Peckham Space. Right. Um, yeah, and that's sort of designed to sort of, yeah, the, the, the light changes according to the weather and atmospheric condition. We haven't really discussed it, Louis, but it's a big thing, isn't it? People's perception of Peckham. Mm. People hate it. It's like the byword, isn't it? For if you sort of go, name uh, a you know, a dangerous got, or run got, down or horrible quiet, area of London. It's Peckham. got quite a negative tag. I always think your eye would ever say Peckham or Brixton. When people mm. want to think of like bad areas in South London. Uh, well, particularly now where East London's been regenerated after the Olympics, mm. South London sort of dropped back down to the bottom again in terms of people's perceptions mm. of, you know, deprivation mm. and crime riddled areas. And it's, it's, and it is something that does kind of stick in my throat and I'm like I'm always like and I've said to people before I'm fiercely protective of inner city areas like Peckham and Brixton because of uh, the bad rap they get from from media journalists who and like journalists whenever they do these mm. stupid pieces on gun crime and it's or always the, like it's always like we talk to a group of, of, of young men assembled out of the yeah, stairwell yeah the government isn't it the government yeah. giving them guns alright alright <laughs> you know what I mean but they, they always like and it, and it always seems to want to they always want to make the setting some horrible estate yeah in Peckham. which is what I say with, with youngers and these other sort of things that are coming out this year it does seem like people are going to use it as a backdrop for just silliness rather than horribleness. And that's got to be an improvement, isn't yeah. it? Sort of people, the, you know, the majority well, of kids in Peckham are... this negative stereotype that's been going on for 20, 25 years of Peckham? That every, that every young kind of black teenager is a potential threat or a potential mugger or a murderer. It's like they're not. You know, that's, that's, that's the thing I like about Peckham. I'm glad I grew up there. Because it is, it is a diverse place, and it is, you know, and and it can sometimes sound 
you can sometimes sound like a bit of a prick when you say that, and you know it's culturally diverse and stuff like that. But it's it's got loads of good people living there, and I think kind of to someone that doesn't live there or doesn't live in the surrounding areas, you'll never see that because you'll only ever see the way it's portrayed on the news. On the news, their or these, yeah, or in these, you know, these stupid kind of. Well, crime dramas. Yeah, or oh, these stupid crime dramas they make. Or you get the local MP, uh, Harriet Harman, yeah. walking around in a bulletproof vest. Well, yeah, what does that do? Oh, why yeah. did someone just shoot what? her in the face? <laughs> also, when we went to that Julian Temple screening, and uh, the woman. That's a fantastic documentary. Oh, and it's yeah. superb, man. But Beautiful. the woman that's doing the QA edits a magazine about London. Julian Temple was talking about places to, to show the film, talking about how he wanted the film to be shown all around London. And one of the examples he used was, uh, you know, shot on top of a car park in Peckham. And the woman who was hosting the Q&A, who apparently is an expert in London, just mm. laughed. Yeah, that was her response to laugh. Peckham was a punchline. Yeah. And, yeah. We're, and like, leaving aside uh, the, the very specific uh, art space on top of a car park in Peckham that could perfectly host what exactly what we were talking about, even if that didn't exist, just you assuming that that's a joke. That so you think, oh, Peckham. Yeah, yeah. Well, put a, put a film about uh, you know history and sociology in Peckham. Oh, all right, Julian. Good luck. It's, no, it's, uh, it's it's kind of offensive on many levels, yeah. and it's offensive to the point where, like you said, it's a punchline, and it's offensive to the point where you say do it in Peckham as if like it's full of idiots there who will never appreciate. It, it was particularly offensive the because art, the woman who laughed wasn't from London, so she's just bringing her ideas on London mm. rather than mm. actual, actually what London you know is about. Just remarkable response. There was just going back to the film very briefly. There was a, a there might be more than one Peckham link in the film, but there's a shot of uh, the Peckham Manor school sign, which mm. is the school my dad went to, and that shot from you know the time. Pretty great name. Is it a watch Peck and Mama. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah, he does. Yeah, I sat him down and uh, yeah. he's got to watch his dad. It is it's, it's amazing. It's really and like you, I think Absolutely you said it online, uh, you do well up a couple of times. Yeah, I do. It's mm. so touching. Like, because, I mean, I think especially for people that have Lived grown, London, grown up, right? yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. you know, my my parents are from South East London, or London, my grandparents, my great-grandparents and stuff like that. So when you see, kind of, because it starts from like the turn of the century, yeah. And when you see it, and like you can kind of imagine like how parts of your family kind of left, and it is quite emotional, and it's this beautiful kind of. Me and Stephen nodded, but none of our grandparents. No, absolutely, are from yeah. South really? But no, like, nah, no, they're absolutely. from London. Though. I'm the first. Yeah, my nan. Well, yeah, it's true. My nan is from. But it's a bit about Mosley, and my nan was a East, East End Jew at the time. So, but I think I'm I'm the first generation of my family to be born in London, but it still affects me because you know your mum grew up in grew up but born in. But you, but when it hits the point of like where mm. it would have been your kind of mums. Oh yeah, my mum and dad would have been here in the sort of fifties and sixties, mm. uh, living in. But London. on the whole, like Steve fast forwarded through the first twenty minutes. <laughs> I was like, "What's, this, like, like, what's this Mary Poppins nonsense? <laughs> this is not my experience." But, uh, it, it's it is fantastic. It's, it's just, wonderful. It's just ama- like it's just amazing. Cause, like it's just a visual collage of, and of, say, a of like sounds and like it's so I can't say enough good things about yeah. it. And however much of a bad rap, like Peckham or somewhere like that, whenever there's like a good representation of it, it always kind of it's really heartwarming to see. Mm. So like, in that Julian Temple documentary, when they showed Brixton, and it was like South East London theatre land. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. and it was yeah. And you really can, like and you gold, sit, yeah. like, like golden black. The, the yeah, film and you can like, and you can sit there, yeah, and you can sit there, and it's like for once there was a documentary or some piece of. Art or some piece of kind of media or whatever that was about South East London. It was and it touched on like Peckham and it touched on 
and it wasn't negative. Yeah. Like, they never, like, you know, the, he, he could have so easily put a bit in about, you know, how terrible North Peckham Estate was yeah. or whatever. And it's done. It's, it's, that's what you need. And it's stuff like uh, young, Younger's... And it's stuff like that. Well, it's, interesting. it's breaking that kind of negative with, with youngers and with the other things that are coming out now. The people that make it are people who come from these areas, yeah. who know that these aren't, you know, crime and grime-infested hell holes mm. that we crawl out of every day, wishing we were dead. No, these are places where that's the name of live. Uh, my first mixtape: <laughs> Crime and Grime Hell Holes. Like, you know, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot to be said for stuff like Desmond's and Only Falls and Horses. Mm. Yeah. Because once again, it never portrayed... No, no it just so Desmond's happens portrayed, to be set there, yeah, yeah, Desmond's portrayed like a community and it yeah. portrayed like a closeness and yeah. Only Falls and Horses did. Yeah. And any of the kind of... the elements of living in a bad kind of area were always kind of comedic and never dwelled on, on the surroundings. If I could just end the show on kind of a negative note, right? It's not negative yet, but it's kind of an amusing story that it is. Dabalola who? <laughs> but no, it's not even South London really. But that story, you know, the modern, um, London, the modern Babylon, the documentary. You know, you get the guy in it, one pound fish, one pound fish, very, very good. It's become a thing now. Yeah, it? it's become a... Yeah, the uplifting story, oh, yeah. Dead, uplifting it? story, he's, he, he released it as a single, isn't it? Yeah. Which is not a clever thing to do when your visas run out, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to get deported, yeah. We're not making good cakes. Goodbye. Enjoy my time very much. Many viral videos. Many, many fish. 98p plus. <laughs> <laughs> coming down here today like this morning uh, my mum phoned me she's off work and I said uh, she said what are you doing today I was like oh, I'm going to Annerley she was like what, what's Annerley I, like, <laughs> I thought her name was Annie all this time <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm doing a I'm doing a I'm on South London Hardcore I'm doing an episode about Peckham and she went to me who lives in Annerley I went to Steve Walsh and the exact word is like how dare he do a podcast <laughs> On South London, ah. when he lives out in ah. that effing wilderness. 